a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. quickly remind you of something before we get into this show. If you haven't heard, I am so excited to share that my live co-ed interactive workshop called Flirt Like a Pro is coming up this Friday, February 11th, and it's just in time for Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. I'm just saying, what good practice. And who knows, if you don't have a Valentine's date, maybe you will get one after taking this workshop. This is a live event where I will teach you the exact process to go from boring to playful and sexy. So if you're stuck in the loop of painful dates, boring conversations, and feeling totally awkward in your body or in mind, then you need to join this interactive workshop to help boost that sexy confidence. But space is limited, so make sure you click the link you see in the show notes to save your spot. And by doing so now, you'll get a free Master the Art of Flirting workbook. Now, back to the show. And speaking of flirting, oh, you've got to be, you just got to stop being so serious. I, and I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious when I say stop being so serious. Cause look, I'm sure you have that list of what you're looking for in a partner. Y'all have it. And if you haven't, I'm sure you think about it. And you know what I'm talking about? The one where it lists your must haves, including, good looks, intelligence, successful career, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But do you have playfulness on your list? If you really stop and think about the good dates you've had and the relationships that work, have you thought about how fun they are? Well, you should. In fact, being fun and playful are the top attributes that people inherently look for when dating and ultimately landing a partner. In fact, studies have shown that a sense of fun is more important to many people than whether someone has a degree, are super intelligent, or is religious. And moreover, other research has demonstrated that playfulness in adults is a desirable trait in sexual selection, which I think is so fascinating. And it's true if you think about it, because this is because it indicates to women a low level of aggression. This is what the studies found. And, and that's like in men, right? So when a woman views a man and he's playful, he's less aggressive. And to men, women are seen or viewed as more youthful and attractive when they're playful. So in other words, we tend to be attracted to playful people because they seem like the most vital and approachable people in the room. Now, being playful isn't a trait we name as often as smart or funny when describing our ideal partner, but we should be. It turns out being a laid back, lighthearted, playful person could be a real dating advantage. We keep making dating more complicated and treating it like it's this serious chore when in reality, a lot of us want something more laid back. And that that's what we're really looking for when we swipe. You know, it's that lighthearted, playful person and the conversations that are light. And that says a lot about how we want our romantic relationships to play out in real life, not just on paper. And so in the end, 
What are we all looking for? Fun. There's a client I was working with where fun was a foreign word. Okay. Now on paper, she was a catch. She was beautiful, intelligent, went to an Ivy League school, super involved in the community, high achiever, and worked for a tech company. So she was super analytical, left-brainer type. She attacked dating like she did in every other aspect of her life. She prepared with her list of non-negotiables and qualifications of a man in front of her while she was dating online. She had perfected a system as she was dating. She had rehearsed all the questions she wanted to cover on dates, yet she still couldn't get past that first or second date and was left with this feeling of a lack of chemistry and got the message from the men that she was dating that they found her quite honestly intimidating. And she was very confused because in her mind, she did everything right and checked all the boxes of what she was supposed to do to attract a man. And that is where her problem was. And I told her that and because she was so busy running her dating life like a boardroom focused on facts and methodology that she lacked the ability just to have fun. And she, she admitted, she said, I I don't know. I think being silly on a date is childish and I just feel stupid. And, you know, she didn't understand the point. She thought it was a waste of time. So she also admitted that she never really learned how to play when she was young because her family and her Asian cultural background all kind of really reinforced success, you know, studying and succeeding. That's how love was accomplished. So she just never learned the skill of play and it wasn't really, you know, important. So she thought, right, growing up, because that's that's the message she got. So really the primary focus of our coaching together was teaching her how to be more playful, more in her body and being okay with fun, whimsical conversation that was not laden with boring facts. And she came to my flirt workshop, hint, hint, (laughs) to start. And she learned the fundamentals of being magnetic and fun. And then she practiced it with the men in the class. And then that transcended into her everyday life. And after a while, she started being more comfortable with her new flirty femininity and started attracting men everywhere she went and progressed past the first and second dates. In fact, by the end, she attracted a great guy and she started dating that guy consistently. She couldn't believe that it was the playful part of her that ended up attracting this great guy in the end. And in the end, also, she loved dating. She actually found it fun, where before she she would just hated it. So here's the thing. At the end of the day, we are all looking for that playful energy that makes us feel a certain way. And that is what we find so attractive. Because when you learn to play, you will be more present and find dating fun. This is important because it's not about the facts and what you know. So like you might be studying all these books and doing a lot of the, you know, things you're supposed to be doing, but it, it, it really is about the fun and the feeling that you give out. That is why what you say on a date isn't even as important and how you make someone feel. Cause that's, that's what they're going to remember. It's the feeling that you have together. 
And when you're laid back, you're curious, you, you like to explore new things, you enjoy playful interactions with others, potential dates will want to be with you and want more. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kimmy, this all seems pretty silly and frivolous. <laughs> there is more to a person than just being fun. I can't believe you're doing a whole podcast on this. This, this seems pretty superficial or the opposite. You might be listening to this and say, Kimmy, I, I don't even know how to be fun and goofy. I just I feel kind of old to be doing that. I don't, I don't know like how important that really is, or I just feel awkward. But let me ask you this. Don't you like it when your date is fun and charismatic? So like, just answer that for yourself. Why would it be so different about you? It's also important to think about what it is about being playful that's challenging for you. And, and here's what I will tell you, because I've done workshops on this and, and I love kind of flushing this out. And this is the therapist in me, right? Because we all have triggers and it's really looking at those triggers and what comes up for you, because usually it's attached to some things, some things in the past, maybe about your upbringing. But here's the common challenges I hear a lot of people say. It's, they say, oh, well, you know, I feel silly. I feel stupid. Um, I don't know how. I never was given permission to. I worry about what other people think of me. Um, if I let myself go, that's like, I, I feel like I'll have a hard time letting go and losing control or losing myself. And that's super scary. Or maybe, you know, you think, oh, I, I worry that men might not think I'm intelligent. Or if you're a man, oh, women might think that I'm really goofy. Maybe you think I'm too old to do silly things. And at the end of the day, you're getting in your head and it's hard for you to just kind of be more in your body. All of these things have to do with the fear of rejection and being ridiculed, if you really think about it. And so for you, as you're listening to this, what's coming up for you? Do you relate to any of those things? Because that's where you start. At the end of the day, we're all looking for that playful energy that makes us feel a certain way. And that is what we find so attractive. So when you learn to play, you will be more present and find dating fun. You know, it's refreshing to see playfulness at the top of the must-have list, you know, like intelligence and attractiveness. So I, I love that this is being explored more. And studies also have found that playfulness not only helps in the dating world, but it can help you achieve academic success, relieve stress. It inspires work performance and aid overall. You know, it's like your overall well-being. And there's a lot of other benefits that they found. Just so you know how important playfulness is. <clears throat> it can decrease anxiety because you're being more curious and more passionate about things. It increases freedom and options. You have better relationships. It, it increases attraction. Um, you have it being a stress reliever, it helps you learn a new skill. It gets out of your head and more into your body. Novelty combats boredom. So like when you're playful, <clears throat> if you're bored with dating or whatever it is that you're doing, when you institute a little playfulness in your life, you're going to break up that pattern for yourself and 
that will combat the boredom and create more excitement. Okay. So it's just kind of simple. <laughs> so you might listen to this and say, okay, all that sounds great, but playing is super hard for me. We've already established that. I want to give you some ideas on how you can start exercising the playful muscle. So you do have more fun and create chemistry and are seen as more attractive when you are dating. So here, I'm just going to give you a couple of tips so you can write them down. But more importantly, I want you to pick at least two on this list to actually try in the next two weeks. Because you might listen to this, and if you are somebody who is in your head and overthinks everything, you'll just listen to this and overthink it, and you won't do it. (laughs) So I just want you to try it and see what happens. All right, the first thing is to really tap into the inner child, like rediscover your childlike wonder. Um, I'll never forget there was a guy that I was working with and we were in Whole Foods and he was just so serious. Like he would be going up to people who were practicing approach and he'd go up to people and he'd he'd just kind of like say the safe things. Hi, how are you today? Having a nice day, you know? I mean, those are lovely gestures and it's not that those are bad things to say, but it doesn't stand out. Right. And, and it's hard to create a conversation from that because that's just something a lot of people say to each other. And just as we were talking about being like a kid, this kid, he was about four or five years old. He comes running up to us out of the blue and, and, and said, I like this candy bar. Do you? (laughs) And it was really cute. It was just like kind of out of nowhere. And we chuckled and we laughed. And I said, you know, what happened to us as adults? Like, why can't we just run up to somebody and say, I like this chocolate bar. Do you? Because if somebody did that, that's kind of super cute. Or if you're, you know, at a coffee shop and you're looking to see what you want, somebody just leans in and says, oh, you should try the vanilla latte. That would be, you know, that's my favorite. You know, it, it, what's great about kids is they haven't developed a filter yet, you know, around four or five years old because they haven't had enough, you know, hurt or things happen to them that makes them pull back or hold back. So when you tap into your inner child, it's, it's almost like this sense of not hesitating. You just kind of say what's on your mind. And, and, you know, after that example with that kid, when he, he saw the, the kid, he just started going up and, and saying like random things to people and they laughed and he started having fun conversations. It really is just getting out of your own way and stop thinking about the perfect thing to say and just be that kid on the playground. Okay. That's the first one. The second one is, you know, I call gamify things. If you find that things are super hard for you, like in ways of play, then you should reward yourself. Like try to experiment with different things and then, you know, make a game of it. When you make things a game or like a contest, it becomes more fun. Um, I'll give you another example of that. Like you can do that for yourself and you also can do it within your interactions of other people. There was a woman, um, she was at a dog park and she loves dogs. And that's where she saw a lot of other single eligible men. And she's like, you know, I saw this really cute guy and our dogs were playing with one another. 
And I, I got the courage to just say hello. And I said, well, what'd you say to him? And she said, oh, well, I, I just said, hi, you know, and, and it's, again, it's not that it was bad, but it was just like anybody else could have said hi to him. And I said, well, what was the, you know, like, what were the dogs doing? And she said, well, they were racing and they were playing and they were, you know, kind of doing this like dance with each other. I said, what if you just commented on that and made it like a competition or a game by just saying, leaning into him and said, five bucks that my dog wins. Now that's funny and that's cute. And that would have like engaged him in a different way. And she left, she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Cause here's the thing. Like we often are very linear in our conversations. We ask a question, they answer, they maybe ask a question back. But when you gamify things, a lot of times you can create a game by just answering a question with a question. What do you do for a living? What do you think I do for a living? And now we're playing a game. So those are the kinds of things that can be really playful and fun in a conversation. The third tip is be spontaneous. If you're the kind of person that is so scheduled and you have a hard time just, you know, letting go and doing something different, then try to do something different. And you can go one step beyond is that if you know for yourself that you're not going to be spontaneous, schedule a spontaneous day in the week. I know it almost sounds like an oxymoron, but I've done this with many clients where I'll say, okay, one day a week, like maybe pick a Sunday or a Saturday, schedule in spontaneity time or playtime, whatever you want to call it. And in those hours, do not schedule anything and just on a whim, go do something that's different for yourself. So if you never go hiking, go hiking. If you want to explore a new restaurant, go find a new restaurant and sit there and have some coffee. You know, whatever it is that's different in your routine, it'll get you out of that monotony, that boredom and energize you. Okay. The other tip is get out of your head and get more into your body because part of playfulness happens in the body and in the heart and in your emotion, not in your head. So if you find yourself thinking, 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 what are some activities that you can do that will allow you to be more in your body? Maybe it's, you know, creating a Spotify list and dancing around before you go out. Maybe it's, you know, taking a yoga class to get more grounded. Maybe it's doing belly dancing to have the more sensual side of you come out. But if that is super hard for you and you're ruled by your head, you need to do more body work. The next tip is take a class. So being playful can be taught, but you can't be taught to be playful by reading something and doing it in your head, (laughs) right? It's counterintuitive and it's a little meta to what we're talking about. Take a class that allows you to do something. So I'm a you know, a big fan of improv. I talk about it a lot. I prescribe it to all my clients. Take an improv class, you know, take a stand-up comedy class. Um, you know, anything that allows you to be more playful and fun. If tapping into your inner child means taking an art class, even where you're using your hands and you're painting, like it, it doesn't have to be like funny or, or, you know, 
humorous. It can also be something that reminds you of the play that kids do. At the end of the day, if you just go and watch a kid, that is great. I I encourage people to go to playgrounds and just watch kids, you know, and even interact with the kids, play with them. Like, have you ever just, you know, swung on swings and, and, and just, you know, been goofy with kids? Like that's another thing. So that might not be a class, but that's an experience that you can create for yourself. And the final thing is flirt. (laughs) And this is where my workshop comes in because you might say, but I don't know how to flirt. Just a reminder, the definition of flirting is to behave as though you are attracted to someone without the serious intention of an outcome. I love it because most people don't flirt because they're getting attached to the outcome. And these are the kinds of things that we're going to flush out at the workshop and kind of debunk a lot of the myths and the fears that you have or excuses you have around it because flirting's not supposed to be any of that. It's just creating this magnetic energy that draws people to you and that allows you to be more present and in the moment. Okay, so I want to read you a email that I recently got, and it pertains to exactly what we're talking about. This is from Bethany, and she says, Hi, Kimmy. I would like to get into a long-term relationship, but I am really experiencing dating fatigue big time. I'm not getting good matches online. My texting style tends to be somewhat dry and boring, and I don't know how to flirt. How can I have more fun and attract a man I really want? Uh, I know dating fatigue is real, y'all. I mean, especially when you are spending so much energy trying to figure out in your head the right thing to say, searching endlessly for the right matches and getting into these factual LinkedIn exchanges that require a lot of headspace. So no wonder you're exhausted and feel defeated. But the truth is, when you learn to let go and stop spending so much of your energy trying to do and say the right things, dating will become more fun and you'll find your connections full of chemistry and they will feel more authentic too, to be honest, because when you're thinking so much, that's not really an authentic place to start. So here's what I want you to try. First of all, take an online dating fast break, you know, just break from the online dating and instead start engaging in spontaneous conversation with strangers and do the childlike activities that I explained right beforehand. You know, go to a playground, you just laugh. Um, You could even just watch some YouTube videos that make you laugh. Anything that gets you laughing and interacting is what you need right now. Ask people silly questions at the grocery store door. Go to the park and run with some kids, turn on some music and dance at work. You know, get comfortable being silly because it sounds like you are super uncomfortable with that and you're ruling by your head. Number two, go back online after you've fasted and then treat it like one big party. Don't go on there as if you are trying to vet for your next boyfriend. That's the wrong approach. Stop overthinking every single match. Just start engaging in fun conversations so you see if you can connect in a playful way. Your journey right now is to practice being playful. And And the third thing I'll say is just get into your body more. I mean, even before you go online or you go out, dance around, do something that shakes up that kind of linear masculine energy. And finally, take a class. 
like an improv or, of course, my flirt class coming up to learn the art of play and practice with men there. So the more you let go and you listening, this is for you too, the more present you will be and you won't be fatigued with all the dating that you're doing. You'll be having fun instead. It is your right. If you're listening to this and you're like, this is me, it is your right to let go and have fun. At the end of the day, we're all looking for that playful energy that makes us feel a certain way. And that is what we find so attractive. When you learn to play, you will be more present and find dating fun. All right. I hope you found that fun and energizing. And thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. Of course, I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're ready to start practicing getting your mojo back, face your fears, and learn how to flirt, remember to register for the Co-Ed Interactive Flirt Like a Pro workshop coming up this Friday, February 11th. And so whether you need to get back out there or get out of the friend zone, it's time to learn how to be playful and fun by flirting with every one. But space is limited. So make sure you click the link you see in the show notes to save your spot today. And remember, it starts with you and working on yourself is working on your love life. That's all for now.